This is the Advanced Selling Podcast presented by Kasky Achievement Strategies. The aim of this podcast is to help business sales teams grow their business with modern strategies and philosophies. Now your hosts, Bill Kasky and Brian Neal. Okay, back at the Advanced Selling Podcast. Uh, Hello, we were, we everybody. I didn't know it. Did you yeah, know that? And no. it's impossible to edit that kind of stuff out. No, we have to keep that stuff in there. Not that we'd we're want laughing to. when people do air quotes and they say things that are very obvious. Like, well, what I call it is the computer. <laughs> what I commonly refer to as my cell phone. <laughs> I call that a closed sale. <laughs> oh, what, do most, what do other people call that? Oh, that's very, very funny. We're gonna we're gonna talk today. What are we talking about today? Was, we don't really have a name for that. Something else. Yeah, go ahead. I, was, I was at the uh, uh, fitness club the other yeah, day. The club uh, working out. Big time trainer. fitness. Great great place. But up front, when you walk down the hall to go to the uh, gym, there's all these offices with supposedly salespeople at them in front of their computers. And right. uh, what they're usually doing is waiting for the next body to come in right. to sell them the membership. They're looking on the internet. <laughs> and I, <laughs> Looking for jobs on Monster. <laughs> I know. Every time I walk by there, they are intensely looking at their monitor. Oh, that's so funny. Nobody's in their office. And sometimes they're moving <laughs> like shit from one side of their desk to the other. Okay, I've got to get ready for the next prospect that, that our advertising is going to bring in. And it's like, how could you possibly do that all day? That's so funny. And you know they're not looking for prospects. I wonder, because nowadays, and then people do that. Like, you walk by offices, everyone is staring at their computer. <laughs> what the hell did they do when there was just typewriters? What did they stare at all day? Did they stare at the desk? Did they stare at the newspaper? It's very, very Start funny. at the crossword puzzle. It's but very, you do, yeah, funny. whenever you walk by. And then and then there's, the what's that, Control X? Or what's that thing that, that makes the, the screen disappear? I don't so, know. Is it? Well, Kara does that sometimes. I'll come up behind her and boom, she oh. kick, clicks two keys and... That's my daughter, fourteen year old, who doesn't want me to look at her. Oh, that's Facebook. right. When parents are over your yeah, yeah. parents over shoulder. POS. POS. Yeah. Okay, topic. Topic today. Uh, we're gonna just. You don't even know what it is yet. I don't. I, don't. I went to I'm Starbucks. To- topic is perfect oatmeal. Okay. Perfect Never oatmeal. Heard of it. It's, it's really about managing expectations. <laughs> if you go to Starbucks, which I know a lot of our listeners go to Starbucks, I don't drink coffee. I go to Starbucks because people like to meet at Starbucks. That's the only reason I go there. Not, nothing against it, but. But they got this new menu item in the late summer called Perfect Oatmeal. And I like to eat breakfast and something that's decently healthy. Oatmeal is a fantastic thing to start the day off mm-hmm. with. So I said, this should be really good because it's called Perfect Oatmeal, which I never had Perfect Oatmeal. I've had runny oatmeal, lumpy oatmeal, yeah. dry, over. Very seldom cooked. is it perfect, but actually. Very seldom is it perfect. Oatmeal is very hard to cook. So order my Perfect Oatmeal, perfect. Ordered it again, second time, perfect. Very, very good. I'm having good really? experience. Okay, good. Then after four, five, six times, I don't remember how many, I'm meeting with a client at a Starbucks, and I get perfect oatmeal, and so does she. So we take our perfect oatmeal back to the table, and we sit down, and we open it up, and guess what? You ever had miso soup? <laughs> miso soup is runnier than water, I think. Miso soup is runnier. Our, our perfect oatmeal was not so perfect. It's so got she one being, extra atom of hydrogen she, in it, yeah, so it's, she's, uh, it's runnier. Yeah, it's H2, yeah, H3O. H3O. She, uh, <laughs> that's called deuterium, actually. It's called heavy water. That's from chemistry class. So it's H1O, then. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Be. Keep going. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, she's she's a little more forceful than I am. So she's like, well, this is ridiculous, and takes it back up. She's like, our oatmeal is not da-da-da-da. And so I'm like, oh, sorry, sorry, we'll fix it. So they got it back to us, and it got pretty good, got perfected. Then I just went this morning, and I'm waiting in line. I'm going to go get some more perfect oatmeal. And there's a woman in front of me with a thing of oatmeal. She gets up to the counter and says, um, this oatmeal is extremely runny. It's like water. 
And usually it's much thicker than this. Mm-hmm. So she hands it to the person. In the meantime, I had ordered mine. So this guy in the back is like, you know, slugging two things of oatmeal, and he's fixing hers. He's and got oatmeal mine. drama. And, and they have a little sign that says, how to make perfect oatmeal oh, they back did. there. Yeah, and they all, and so they were referring to that. And get it. So they give me mine. They give her hers. I go sit mine. What I learned, there's a trick to the perfect oatmeal in uh, Starbucks. You have to let it sit for three minutes. Oh. Then you open the lid. So I go back to my little table. I let it sit for three minutes. I open the lid. Guess what? Lumpy. Oh. Dry as a freaking bone. What is the point? You I ask? don't know. The point is Starbucks has set themselves up for a very bad experience because they called something perfect. Yeah. And perfect is a very, very, very tough word because, A, you said earlier, what is perfect oatmeal? Well, to me, it might be dry and lumpy. Yeah, right. To you, it might right. be runny, soaked in uh, milk or something like that. So everyone has their own definition. If you don't meet my definition when I get up to the counter, it's no longer perfect at all. So how do we apply that to the sales world now? My question is, and I think salespeople are very notorious at this, um, managing expectations properly and not realizing things that they say and how things that they say can come back to haunt them in the sales process. So I want to talk about that. Let's talk a little bit about how do we avoid this perfect oatmeal scenario. If I'm a salesperson, how do I avoid mismanaging expectations mm-hmm. in the sales process. I wrote a blog about this a couple of weeks ago called Don't Overplay Your Hand. Okay. And it was it was designed to uh, help people who get a little bit too excited about their own service and product and who overplay that hand. So if you have the best thing in the world, let the prospect conclude you have the best thing in the world and let them tell you you have the best thing in the world. Don't you Oh, by the way, it's the best thing in the world because yeah. you're overplaying your hand. Yeah, absolutely. And now the expectations get out of whack. So, when might this happen in the sales process when we are tempted to overplay or, you know, put out uh, expectations that can't be met? Yeah. And the question is that I ask my clients, I had this come up in the training session the other day, which was sometimes we know there are potential problems here. Someone at Starbucks, when they were putting this thing together, may say, you know, if we don't do it just right, it's really running. Well, we need to be telling people when there are problems in the sales process. I had a client that had a great conversation leading up to a, a potential end of a deal and all of a sudden thought of a couple of problems and was debating whether or not she should bring them up because she thought if she brought them up, it might kill the deal. Well, what do you think I told her to do? Bring them up. I told her to go to Starbucks and get some perfect oatmeal. Runny. I told her perfectly to runny oatmeal. Said, bring them up. You bring them up and talk about them. She brought them up, talked about them. They didn't turn out to be as big of an issue as they were, and she just got this huge, enormous deal. Beautiful. So it's a really good thing. But no, most people don't say it because they're afraid to do what? They're afraid to lose the deal. And if you've been paying attention at all to our podcast, you know that we should never, ever be afraid to lose a deal. Deals come and deals go, yeah. and that we should just remain completely detached from the outcomes until there's actually money in your bank. So fully okay to bring up problems and issues and challenges like that. So I've got a slight deviation from this, okay. and it's something that we've talked about before, but probably not at length, and that is, how do you know what problems to bring up? So part of your theory here, which I yes. totally agree with. It's a postulate. Part of go your quote-unquote theory, <laughs> Mr. Neal, is that you bring up problems. So wh- how do I keep from bringing up a problem that's not a problem? I mean, what if I think it's a problem, but the prospect doesn't? Then if I bring it up, then the prospect starts to say, oh, I never thought about that. Oh, God, that is a problem. Is that valuable to the prospect when that happens? Here's something, Bill, you might not have thought about yet. Is that in, is that good intent? I think it's good yeah, intent. Yeah, I think it's good. If, if it's for that, yeah, yeah. yeah I think it is. Yeah. So uh, You're always going to sleep while doing that. So what I've told uh, my clients sometimes is 
go back after a sales call. Yep. Whether you think it went great or whether you think it went miserable, either way, you still sit down and you make a list of the yellow flags. Yep. And and you determine yellow flags by checking out your gut and just saying, okay, what doesn't feel right? Now, you have to get really, really honest with yourself because if you leave a sales call that was you think was really good, yep. you, you will have a tendency to say, well, nothing doesn't feel right. Everything feels so right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we don't want to do that because chances are there's something, there's some yellow flag, there's something in your gut that either a question you didn't an- ask or an answer that wasn't quite right by the prospect yep. or maybe something you said, you opened your trap and said something that you overplayed your hand a little bit. Yep. But sit down and make a list of those yellow flags. That then becomes your next agenda. That it becomes the foundation for your next agenda on the next call. Yeah, it's very, very good. Feel so right. It's a song by Alabama from 1979, wasn't it? 1983, 82. Feels so I, I right. I can hear it, and it is Alabama. We're going to start putting songs in every single podcast we do, song title as part mm-hmm. of the conversation, see if people can pick up on it. That'd be fun to do. Brooke brought up Tom Jones the other day at lunch, and I could not, I could not get him out of my mind. Sounds a little, <laughs> a little weird. Sounds a little weird. <laughs> but, like a personal problem? Uh, I couldn't get the song. Yeah. It's not unusual out of my mind. Is it out now? now it's it's out now. Now, now it's back in. But no, I, so I had to play it on SeekPod. I went to SeekPod. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, managing expectations. What I'd like the listeners to get out of today, more than anything else, is across the board in every element of the sales process that you practice as part of your core values, as part of something that you do as a human being, always, always over-managing expectations. Yeah. So in the pricing area, we over-manage expectations. What does that mean? If your price and solution is going to, Come in somewhere around sixty thousand. Then you tell the people, you know, it can be as much as sixty-five to seventy thousand. Then when it comes in at fifty-eight, they're happy. Mm-hmm. You tell them it's forty-five, and it comes in at fifty-eight, they're pissed. Yep. On delivery times, this is big for a lot of people right now. You know, what's your what's your turnaround delivery time? Well, let's say it's typically ten days. Tell people uh, it can go, you know, as high as two weeks. Plan on that two-week thing in your mind, and then when it's ten days, then they're happy. Mm-hmm. Just have a, a general sense of always, always. You know, it's cliche, under-promise, over-deliver, those sorts of things. It's really just about relative it's – it's, it's all about relative expectation to me. Uh, stocks go down. It's amazing to me when profits go up, but they don't go up as high as Wall Street expected, and the stock value goes down. It's crazy. It's all it's expectations. Just, it's, not, it's all yeah. about expectations, yeah. right? You go, to out, you go to Outback for dinner, and how long is the wait? Probably 45 minutes to an hour. Ten minutes, they call your name. You think, oh, that was great. God, they got, yeah, me, they in. got me in. Wow, oh, it's special. You, you, look, it's buzzing. You hold a little red thing up. It's blinking. <laughs> look, whoa, well, that hasn't been 45 minutes. Gosh, Tell them we'll just sit in the lobby here. and wait a little longer. Well, they've all learned that. Most restaurants they have all learned do. that. And they do it intentionally. They're, they're, they do brilliant. it intentionally. Now. Just brilliant. Yeah. So. Um, here's another uh, tip to determine what the expectation is. Sometimes you can just stop, uh, especially up front in a, in a call, and say, before we start today, Mr. Prospect, what are your expectations Ooh, of today? Very nice. Uh, I know that doesn't sound really clever, but you would be surprised at what you hear in that they may have totally, they may be further ahead of this than you are. They yeah. may say, you know what, I'm, I've got a check in my pocket that's uh, I can't wait to spend and I want right. to just make sure you're the right guy. Yeah. That's totally different than I'm just looking right now. Yep. So ask the question, tell me, Mr. Prospect, what, what do you expect today? What are your expectations? Very, very good, very good. Uh, okay, 
Uh, thanks uh, for joining us today, Bill. Yeah, it was good. You're welcome. I'll try to come back some other time. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> the Advanced Selling Podcast. Find us on the internet at theadvancedsellingpodcast.com. Send us an email. Keep the emails coming. Everyone's emailing us now every episode. I love it. Yeah, go to askbillandbrian.com, too. Ask Bill and Brian. Brian with a Y. Questions? Uh, for any questions or any thoughts, we're starting to get more and more of those, and we'll come back here another week or so with a mailbag again. Yeah, I'll bring go, a big old mailbag in. Go get some uh, perfect oatmeal. At uh, Starbucks, tell me what you think. See you. Bye. Bye. This has been the Advanced Selling Podcast, presented by Kasky Achievement Strategies, Indianapolis. Join us each time we record a new podcast by going to BillKasky.com or to iTunes.